And we are live. Oh no. Um, okay. So welcome to the 400th episode of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. Yay! Um, so we've got a... And thank you for the impromptu applause, everybody. Um, <laughs> So it's great to be here. I'm, I, it's 7.30 on a Sunday morning here in Tokyo, so I've got coffee and not alcohol. I know that Valerie over there has a, a tipple with her. Very oh, nice. I have French wine. <laughs> Very envious. Um, and I uh, let's see, we've got a bunch of people in the room. Let me just briefly go through what the plan is for this morning. Um, we... Have reached 400 episodes, and that, for, I mean, for me, of course, that's a, a big milestone. But it's also a huge milestone for the community. I, I am, you know, the, this podcast is only possible because of all of the amazing people that watch and support the podcast. So what I did a week ago, I sent out the, the in last week's podcast a note and a, a message to everyone that. We're going to do a party where I was hoping that we could get people that have been inspired by the podcast or in any way uh, to come in and talk about a few, you know, why you have been inspired and maybe show a photograph. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be a photograph. You know, I know that uh, my printing uh, podcasts have inspired people to a degree as well. Um, I did want to just say, you know, I, it, I, I do hope that people realize that I... I'm incredibly humbled by the fact that I can inspire anyone in their photography. So if someone's sitting there thinking, you know, arrogant, what so and so, you know, get over it because it's not arrogance. It's in, for, on my part, I'm really am incredibly humbled and happy that I can do anything for anyone else's photography. So um, let's, with that premise, we're going to jump around the room and talk to a, a few people. I do want to say a huge thanks to Darlene Hindebrandt because. You obviously, I've got this little problem with Google at the moment, and um, well, with with YouTube, um, and you know, there I I love Google, um, except for their uh, business practices over on YouTube. And if you want to hear me rant about that, listen to Twip <laughs> from last week. Uh, Darlene and I were on with Frederick Van Johnson, and I had a little bit of a rant about it over there. Um, I'm not going to take up everyone's time here, but because of the little problem we've got. Um, and it's not actually a problem with me, it's a problem with YouTube, um, but because of that, Darlene has stepped up and thankfully uh, is going to be recording this as a Google uh, Hangout on air for us. So I will be pushing this out as a podcast for next week. Um, but really, so thanks very much, everybody. And it's great to see, you know, with me not being in control here, I can see everyone flicking up on the screen and I, it's great to actually see everyone in the room. So again, thanks very much for joining. and. We let me see. We've got four. We've got nine people in the room now. I think we might have one more person join. If he doesn't, it doesn't. It's not a huge uh, issue, but we've got room for one more. Um, so let's jump into a little bit of a conversation. Um, I'm not going to. Obviously, I, I don't want to force everybody to say anything. But who wants to jump in? I'm going to share my screen. Who wants to jump in and talk about your image first? Look at this. Hands up. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I am going to let me just uh, make sure I've got this last one. <clears throat> I I'm going to jump in with a an image 
that I have, well, obviously, I'm, I remember seeing all of these images coming into the community, but I'm going to jump in, share this particular image, and when I do, here we go. <laughs> uh, if could you sh can you show my put oh, my screen? Okay. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> okay, so I I love this shot. I uh, obviously with one of my main interests being nature and wildlife. Um, I love every every one of the images that you've brought in, but this is just such a powerful like it's it's one of those amazing faces that we sometimes see in nature. And Neil, you uh, you really nailed it with this one. So, how about talking a little bit about your image and yeah. and how this how this came into being? Well, I yeah, went and visited a local wildlife sanctuary, uh, and this great big bald eagle at this time because they let him out to fly, to exercise and and probably uh, to educate him as well. These are all mm. uh, uh, animals that have been either injured or can't be rehabilitated to be re-released sort of back into the wild because they would suffer. Uh, yeah. So there they are, they care for them. Uh, and at this particular time, this bald eagle, uh, you would never guess it, but he's, he's currently in a, uh, a shed where he lives, uh, helping in and, out, in and out of the sun, and he's, he's tethered to the floor. You wouldn't believe oh. it, but yeah, behind that is a, is a wooden, well, for want of a better word, a dirty shed <laughs> where he's, he's <laughs> hopping about. Uh, yeah. And he, you're probably about probably about a meter maybe two meters away from him so he can't actually strike you behind a fence uh and he was just standing there looking so majestic in the sun uh he's backlit sort of well sorry sort of back and up sort of to the right of him well, sort of on the beak side uh and he was just so elegant and uh i wanted to reach my for my camera bag i wanted to put my uh, 70 to 200 on but uh, my brother was at another zoo that day and he'd borrowed it, so I had to have my 100 to 400 on. And I just. Oh, oh terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, above 300 doesn't get me stopped. But because the lighting was so good, uh, it was just amazing. Just that, and he just stood there. A couple of times he squawked as well. But the way he just stood there, so majestic. He owned that place. Uh, mm. and, uh, and it was just wonderful to shoot. And uh, I was lucky to capture it. Altogether, I probably captured uh, probably about 20, 25 pictures of, of him just standing there looking majestically. A couple of them with the beak sort of uh, intermixing with his shoulder so it didn't look so good. That, that separation between his beak and his shoulder, for me, makes the shot quite poignant. And obviously his eye as well. Just put laid, laid the centre focus over his eye and took the shot and then cropped it a little bit in post. But yeah, really, uh, I was really happy. When I got home, uh, I didn't look at the picture for about a week. I got home. Uh, and the series of pictures, I thought, oh, here we go. That's probably my best picture today, and it probably is still my best picture today. It's I I, t I don't I mean obviously I've I've seen a lot of great work come come from you, but I'm oh, it's you. definitely it's definitely one of not at all it's definitely one of your one of your best photos though. I mean I I love it the power in those eyes. Yeah. I I uh, I'm I am I'm not surprised that there was something like a dirty hook behind it because it's such a dark background. But I think yeah, that's yeah. a huge that's a huge bonus, of course. Yeah. You know yeah. You, you've you've got a a really uh, you know the I love contrast whether it's extreme extremely bright backgrounds or extremely dark backgrounds they work great. But the, I mean look at the the light coming through the end of his beak there. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and I think, if I remember rightly, this was 
there, there you go. This, this picture was taken about 12.30, so right in the middle of the day. Uh, wow. Hard light. Perhaps that lended to a bit, probably a bit softer light, may have not defined the edge of the beak so much. But that hard yeah. light, bang, it's, it's really nailed it. And I was, I was chuffed a bit with it, I really was. And, and it's not too much of a crop. And uh, it's it's pretty much in camera, other than a normal sharpening and uh, uh, sort of adjustments of shadows and highlights. Uh, I actually actually quite impressed myself that I actually produced a photograph without too much work to it. There's 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 next to no work to it. That is pretty much out of the camera, which so that 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 impresses myself and humbles myself that I actually my little my little Canon D60 uh, can produce mm. such a great shot. Yeah, well, it's like they say, it's not the it's not the photograph. It, I mean, you produced the shot. It's yeah, the, the, yeah. the camera. The camera, obviously. I mean, it's it's got something to do with it. Uh, it's not. I'm not one for the. Uh, you know, it's it's all about n never anything to do with the gear. The yeah. gear enables us to do things. I mean, I I couldn't do some of the things that I do with with a 60D because it, it would die in three minutes. Yeah. Um, but but I um I I do. It's certainly. I mean, the sensor. It's a capable camera. As yeah. long as you, as long as you don't need weatherproofing, pretty much any camera these days is going to enable you to shoot. Yeah. Plus, you've got the crop as well. See, I mean, it's yeah, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's faster. But again, yeah. coming back to the sort of like the relevance of the show with uh, the inspiration that you've given to me is is actually uh, sort of overshooting and uh, making so I overexpose the picture quite correctly. Because I think if yeah. I if I have uh, exposed this picture as the camera told me inside. Uh, I, I would never have brought the blacks out. I would never have brought the the browns out because there's just been too much noise in it. So overexposing on a bright day actually helped that as well. So there's my inspiration from you. Ah, uh, thank you very much. It's, no, uh, it's just, some of some of the work I've seen from your wildlife has certainly inspired me to do photographs like this. And especially it, this was supposed to be a family day out as well. So I had my wife uh, <laughs> phoning me and the pot and my my, uh, my right hand pocket vibrating saying, "Where are you?" Because it was cold as well. It's cold as it normally is in the UK. It's, it's cold. Uh, and if you'd gone back for a cup of tea with my son, uh, and I, I hadn't turned up for about, uh, about half an hour, so she was getting quite impatient. So uh, I left the bird to his own devices and went rejoined him for a coffee. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I am totally in line. I, I understand that feeling very much. My wife has, has almost, if, I, if it's just a day out, if I say I'm taking the camera, it's like, okay, I'm not going. I'm saying, well, what's the point of a day out if you're not going? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I really I mean I, I I can spend we can go to a park if there's some autumn colour in that we can go to a park and literally it takes me three hours to walk oh, fifty me yeah. fifty meters and she's been around the whole park and she comes back and said are you still photographing and she's walked, she's walked, <laughs> off, she's walked home a couple of times so yeah, yeah 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 now now what I have to do is if we go out and I am literally not I'm I'm not prepared to make it a photography day I just don't take the camera anymore it's it has to be one or the other because I'm not very good at doing both yeah I've actually gone back well so it's not gone backwards but yeah I've gone to that I'll sort of just take the iPhone and that is it because I yeah. will I will be spending times on bridges times at whatever mm. taking pictures of them as well but but they obviously they don't particularly want to pose all the time and they're not particularly I don't know. See, my, my wife doesn't quite see perhaps the things I see in the photography. I, <laughs> yeah. so uh, she just gets a little bit bored. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, um, let me just uh, mention then before we move on. So, Neil, just for the sake, I'm not sure. Yes. If, I think I think that with um, people on the who will be watching this, I'm not sure if you can actually see Neil's name, but it's you're Neil Graham. Yes, I am. And and you've got a wonderful accent. Uh, Thank you very much. <laughs> it's very very tough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's nice. It's nice to hear some some Brits, and you know, I, I tend to. I mean, obviously, I, I I enjoy speaking with everyone. It's not a, it's not a preference, but it you know, it's it's one of those things that I uh, I always feel a little bit sort of homesick when I when I speak to Brits. So it's lovely to hear. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's lovely to see um, everybody here. Okay, let's. So you know what? I am going to skip to another image now that I remember seeing coming on coming into the community a year or so ago, and when I switch my screen. Probably Eric's going to go, oh, no, it's my turn. So, <laughs> Eric, Eric, it's lovely to see you too as well. Yes, it's also nice to meet you, Martin. So, Eric, you've, I mean, obviously, I know that a lot of everyone here has been involved in the community for a while. You're one of the oldest names in the group. I, uh, obviously, we've been talking in you know, one way or another for a long time. So yes. uh, thanks for making the the, the effort to join today, all of you, of course, but you know, I'm oh, going to try to make... Uh, before that, I'll just say congratulations, Martin, on your 400th episode. I didn't start listening from day one, but uh, I was looking for podcasts to listen to uh, while I worked, uh, probably about a two years into Martin's uh, or podcasting career, and uh, I just had a point-and-shoot camera. I enjoyed photography. I came across his podcast, and I've I'm since now on my fourth DSLR, and uh, I'm also humbled to tell people that uh, they're, in, or to have people tell me that they're inspired by my work. So it's a it's a tree and branching effect that Martin's uh, podcast is really having, and uh, it's uh, I, I'm not stretching anything at all to say that Martin's podcast has been the single most influence on my photography. So, and uh, as far as my image goes, uh, there are two rows of uh, sakura or cherry blossom trees uh, in the at the waterfront on the Willamette River in uh, the town I live in in Portland, Oregon. And uh, every spring they bring all the photographers out. And of course, with uh, all the flower photos, uh, the flower scapes that are so unique, I think, to, to Martin's style that I so envy and enjoy and are inspired by. Uh, so many photographers come out every spring to shoot these two rows of cherry blossom trees. And uh, I stopped by four times on my way to and from work this last spring and uh, this is just one of the macro shots that I grabbed. Uh, I think flower photography, as Martin has said, can be such a fine art and skill. And I think I stumbled across this one, but he, he, Martin said just moving the camera a single inch can make or wreck a composition and uh, I love Martin's flower photography and I scrap so many of my own. I think for compositional reasons alone, but uh, I was, as they say, a blind even a blind uh, squirrel finds a nut once in a while. So I was I was thrilled with this image, and it's still one of my favorites. Oh, now we've lost Martin altogether. Uh oh. Well, that makes it interesting. Carry on talking. Well, hopefully he'll uh, hopefully he'll pop back in again because he's got the images. Yeah. Um, it, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful image. I just love the negative space you have on there. It's just uh, well, thank you so it's very much, minimalist, and I love it. Well, we have a couple of questions in the Q&A, so I don't know if anybody wants to grab one of these while we're waiting for Martin to come back in. Um, Mary would like to know if one of us or whoever wants to, to grab this one would to start over again, what would you do differently? Valerie, do you want to run with that? 
Start over what? My <laughs> photography. Yeah, I guess. I don't no. know. She hasn't. She that's hasn't a, clarified. That's a big question. It is. Um, I wouldn't change anything. I just follow my heart and follow my vision, and um, and I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now. So I'm having fun. It's all about having fun. And, yeah, uh, same with me. That's the same with me. Actually, I don't think I, I, I don't think I'd uh, change that much because. Uh, the length of time it's taken me to get up to that level of standard of the eagle picture, it uh, it actually does mean that you do learn as opposed to jumping in and thinking that you are a photographer, which I think a lot of people do just jump in and say, I'm a photographer, I have a camera. But there is a lot of artistry to it, and there's a lot of learning and continued learning from from people like yourself, Valerie, as well, when I listen to your podcast, or sorry, I listen to you on podcast talking, there's just so much that, there's information out there for everybody to obtain from it, from any source, uh, and you just can't stop learning. And uh, so, so yeah, I would probably wouldn't stop, uh, wouldn't change a thing either. Perhaps I'd like to start off with a better camera, but that necessarily doesn't lead to a better photograph if you if you haven't got that eye in the foot to begin with. Sure. So. If I can jump in and add something to that as well, I think the, the only thing I would um, would change as such was was to remove the fear of of sharing my work online because I didn't think it was good enough. I'm one of the believers that sort of you learn from mistakes. Mm. Uh, we obviously learn from study as well and research as well. But if you're if you're afraid of making mistakes, you're not going to be able to learn from them. So so you've definitely got to be able to share online, take critique, take it on the chin, uh, and and grow from that as well. So for me, if I was going to start again, I would definitely go ahead and uh, and remove the fear of being afraid of just just sharing online and and learning from what others tell you. So. Cool. Well, we uh, we carried on with some Q and A questions while you were gone, Martin. So uh, <laughs> glad to have you back. Shot of him again. You know, you know what, you know what. Sorry about that, folks. I literally there's a there, I'm I'm plagued with problems at the moment. I uh, in addition to YouTube issues, um, I have I you know I bought that new iMac. Well, there's a problem with USB mics when the the USB mic either goes all noisy or it can literally take the computer down. So I'm now on my, I'm trying. Yes, I'm up here. I'm now <laughs> on my um, on my MacBook Pro trying to continue. Um, I'm going to grab the photos back. So we'll have to continue talking while I just get the photos on the screen again. Um, but. So, Eric, I, I didn't hear a word. Yes. Just literally, the moment we, I introduced you. You'll have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, look for, I'll look forward to that. Um, we have another question if somebody wants to answer while you're doing that, Martin. Do you want to do a do, question? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Somebody says, John wants to know, what are the values that you hold true today in terms of your photography? Let's see um, who hasn't gone yet. Values. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could I could answer that one. Um, I mean, the values that I hold true. You guys already mentioned one of them, which is continually keep learning. You know, I've been doing this 26 years, and um, you have to keep learning, or it, it becomes stale. I've reincarnated myself in the business several different times in many different ways. Um, and you know, teaching is what I'm doing now. So continually being a student, um, student of life, student of the world is one thing that I hold true. My values and um, continually learning from others. And as soon as you think that you know everything, you might as well you might as well throw in the towel. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. 
I think that there are a lot of people out there that sort of, you know, um, start to, start to think that they've arrived. And I to I totally agree. You should always be learning. Where if the moment you stop learning, you you start to stagnate. I mean, if yeah. if nothing else, it it not it not only um, stops you from improving in your photography, but if nothing else, everyone else in the world is getting better every day. So if you if you stop learning, then you you're basically going to be going backwards because everyone else is moving forwards. So yeah, totally agree, darling. Um. So okay, I'm going to throw the next image up here. Let me. Uh, let's hope this works because I'm. There we go. Can we see this one? Not yet. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Okay. No, I haven't so, got it. Oh, there it is. There we go. Yeah. So, so this is this is. Uh, let's see. This is this is uh, Andre's photo. Are you are you there, Andre? I'm, I yes, can't yes, see my yeah. screen anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Martin. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this photo was taken in, in in Hong Kong just recently. We we had a trip to to, to Hong Kong, um, and one of the days we visited uh, Hong Kong Garden, which is this nice green space just in the middle of of, of the urban jungle with the skyscrapers all around. So uh, just a um, week before that, I was listening to Martin's uh, podcast about the ND filters and the long exposures, and uh, I was already previously inspired by by, by your long exposures from all the different trips you've, you've been taking before. So um, this this podcast came just handy to understand more the ND grading scale and the long exposure calculation, especially like the Japanese way of counting backwards, right? One, two, mm. three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. So um, before we left, I, I got myself two ND filters, ND8 and ND400. So uh, going to Hong Kong was also a trip to, to get a new, the new camera. So I got myself Canon 6D. Uh, with 24 to 105 um, lens, so that was really a um, good opportunity to get them used. But because you go into the city, you know that the only landscape you're gonna get is is the is the cityscape. So unlike normally, I actually prepared my um, in my head an image of what I wanted to to do with those filters, and that was precisely that, just to shoot um, a nice, really well-designed skyscraper against the fast-moving clouds, just to get this this background really nicely blurred out. So. Well, when we arrived there, I was, I was seeing this villain, like, this is what I actually had in mind. So um, I set it up. I was actually expecting to, to, do, to do setup operations for about 10 or 15 minutes, which uh, made me a little bit worried because my wife was with me. So uh, mm -hmm. back to your points, guys. But um, because I had the old 60D with me, I just gave it to her with 50mm lens. I gave her a little bit of tips on, um, on slow shutter, and she was just running around shooting people. So that gave me a little bit of extra time to focus on the picture. So. So I did. I set up the tripod, um, set up the lens, built the composition, and took some test shots. And when they came fine, I put both filters actually on it. Uh, did about 30 seconds exposure on that, and it was literally just two shots. This one was first, just came spot on. Um, I took it home, a little bit of post-processing and silver effects pro, and, um, and, and I really liked it. What I really mostly like about this photo is that it's by far not the best photo in the world, but uh, there is no major story here. Uh, the technically maybe could be also a little bit improved, but what I liked about it is that this this is all about inspiration. Um, when you learn something new, when you see something something new for the first time, something pleasing or something you admire, the first reaction, like to your photos, um, Martin, is that wow, this is so great. I'm wondering how is it done, and then once you start digging, you understand technique the, the technique 
you acquire certain skills uh, to be able to do the same. Um, and once you know how to do it, you practice it, and you get that shot. You know, the feeling of fulfillment is so great. You feel that you've just actually learned something. You've been inspired by some by someone else. You've learned a technique, and you delivered what what someone else was delivering just a couple of weeks back. This feeling of fulfillment, I think, is just so great. So that's that's what I like mostly about this picture. That this is literally the first long exposure, daytime long exposure photo I've taken, and uh, it was just so good to see the result and 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 get this feeling of fulfillment that you actually just learned something new based on someone else's um, experience and and uh, and work. So. Um, thanks a lot for this, uh, Martin, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to, to learning more from your techniques. So that's really good. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I, again, I love the photo. I do remember seeing this come into the community. Um, I have, let me see, I'm just checking that I'm still, you can still hear me, right? Yes. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Oh, good. yes. <laughs> We're plagued with problems. Um, so yeah, I I love the photo. I mean, you say it's not the best photo in the world. It probably isn't. I mean, they're, they're, I don't think I don't think many people have here have shot the best photo in the world. But it's still a very very good one. I, I love it. I love it a lot. It's uh, yeah, you know, shiny. there's something there's something great about clouds. You know, when you get a bit of texture in the sky like that, this is the sort of photo that I I really enjoy photographing as well. Um, and it's great that I was able to to give you a little bit of a, a hand in in making this this beautiful image. So, Andre, you, you're going to have to give us a hand with your second name. Can you just tell everyone who you are? <laughs> uh, my name is Andrzej Wisniewski. Right. The first one is easier. It's a bit more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Andy. And, 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 yeah. and, um, and we're actually, I mean, in the room, but we're the only two people that have actually met in person, I think. So, it's... Uh, right, yes. We had a nice yeah. uh, oh. coffee chat a couple of months back in Tokyo. I really yeah. enjoyed that. So that yeah, also me gave me a little bit of kick to to go out and create a portfolio. That was that was the discussion we had about how to um, take your drawer type of pictures and put them outside and and figure out how to do it, how to open up the website, how to mm. sell your, your your artwork. And I think we had this point just just a second ago, just to be brave enough to just go out and and put your artwork out there because that's gonna that's gonna keep you going. That's gonna make you thinking about the better and the better pictures to, to, to take. So I, I think that was a great discussion and that gave me a little bit of kick. So uh, uh, again, another inspiration, Martin. Yeah, that's great. That really is good. So um, I am going to share my screen once more and as I do so, uh, let's just make sure. Here we go. As I do so, Paul will cringe because it's your turn, my friend. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> so good tell evening, us about everyone. this. Yeah, hi Martin, congratulations on your 400th uh, episode. Um, Thank you very much. And uh, good evening to everyone else. Yeah, I, I wanted to be part of this hangout and I thought to myself, how am I going to impress Martin? So I thought, <laughs> I'm going to tell him all about my uh, printing es escapades. And I've got to thank you, Martin, for the inspiration on the printing, to be honest with you. There was um, a TWIP um, episode you were involved in. I think uh, you were talking to Frederick. And you were talking about printing, and, it, and it's not something which is discussed enough, in my opinion, on the podcast, but that's a personal issue. And you said, a lot of guys print their work, and they come out too dark. And I went, yeah, that, that's me, that's me. What, what, what do I have to do? And you said, drop the, drop the uh, brightness on your screen. Mm. I couldn't believe such a simple thing <laughs> would change my printing 
it was just you know a light of day came through. So yeah. these two prints, um, uh, as you look at the screen, the one on the left is an obelisk in the La Défense, Valerie. You'll know that, I'm mm -hmm. sure. And the one on the right is um, that was taken with a D200, by the way, 1685 lens, um, which I don't have anymore. Um, and the one on the right is uh, was taken with a Nikon V1, 1030mm lens. And again, I don't have that camera anymore. So uh, lots of uh, things have changed for me over this last year with regards to equipment. But what I was really pleased about it was when I got the uh, editing process done in Lightroom, to actually get it to print coming straight out of the printer. Mm. First off, straight off, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> Can't believe it. This is this is not straight after your podcast. I would hate to swear. This is these are quite recent prints. Um, mm. The mounted one I had uh, sort of used as a demonstration in my photo club, and I got yeah. a few wows from it. But no, that that was really that's the story behind the the image. And um, I've cheated a little bit by giving you two two images in one, so to speak. <laughs> <coughs> well, so uh, I, that was that was the reason behind it. That's great. I've, I've got to say before I before I unshare my screen that it's it really is beautiful to see these two images like that. You know, they're they're, they're almost extremes in some ways. Um, in the fact that you know one is really bright and and dynamic, and the other one is more peaceful. But you know, the, I love the way you know you've uh, you've presented these images. I love the fact that you've got a, a good border on there rather than um, just trying to go full screen. You know, full page. Um, and I. Uh, I'm, again, I'm really, really pleased that I was able to um, to have a part in that. I I think that there's, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll just quickly go through this for the sake of people that are are just listening. But um, you know, the, as Paul said there, one of the biggest problems with dark prints is is a bright screen. But it doesn't stop there because if you just bright, uh, sorry, if, if yeah, if you just darken your screen down. What you, what's going to happen is all of your images are going to look darker than you thought they were as well. So really, coupled with exposing to the right, I mean, people say that I shoot um, high, you know, really bright images. To me, they look normal because I'm shooting to the right, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at them on a monitor that is the right uh, brightness for the for the room that I work in. And then if someone else looks at them on a monitor that is really bright, then they probably do look brighter than I am expecting them to be seen. But when I print, they fall out of the printer exactly the same as they are on the screen. So there's actually a number of parts involved in this. It's, it's not just um, darkening your screen down, but also exposing much more carefully and making sure that the images that you shoot are brighter. They, they, they don't need to be overexposed. I mean, I, I know that, Neil, earlier you, you used the term you overexposed your eagle shot to um, to make it look the way it did. And I, I, I didn't say anything at that point because I don't want to nitpick, but, <laughs> but overexposing, it means that you start to lose detail. What you did, you yeah. increased the exposure. Um, exactly. I mean, it, you're increasing the exposure over what the camera thinks you should do because when you have a lot of darkness in the background, like you had in the, your eagle shot, the camera is automatically going to try to brighten that all up, yeah. um, because it wants to see into those shadows. And when it does that, you're going to have an overexposed bird, uh, or you're going to, you, you know, if you use spot metering, for example, and look at the white on the bird, you're going to have to decrease the exposure compared to what the, sorry, increase the exposure compared yeah. to what the camera thinks it's going to be, because you. Um, 
the camera's going to try and make those whites look great. So it does mean if you really want to live this sort of dark monitor thing, you've got to start to uh, shoot your images with a, a little bit more um, care as well. But once you start to do that, everything just works. You know, your images yeah. are brighter. They look dark. Yeah. They look a, they look the same because you've darkened your monitor down. And then when you print them, they're perfect. And 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 it's the the monitor to print uh, thing that really brings it home because if if the if you did the exposing to the right and then when you printed them they were really bright, that would show you that the that your, you know your monitor was actually fine too bright. So when you when you expose them brighter, look view them darker on the monitor and then print them and they look the same. That shows me that all three steps are in line; they're calibrated. So I just wanted to jump in and add that to, just to, to sort of. No, there's a fair point what you say, Martin, because uh, the, the I I gone through the process of calibrating my screen uh, mm. with with uh, with the items. I you know done the the print calibration as well, but I'm still getting them too dark. And it mm. was that final final jigsaw in the puzzle that yeah. it all slotted in. I still yeah. just have to do a little bit of a tweak now and then with Lightroom and just. As I'm going to print, make a, a quarter of a stop more on the on the brightness, but mm. I, I know I know what I'm doing, so to speak. Yeah, that and that's and that's it. Just make knowing where you are, giving yourself a baseline. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really, really worked that uh, that technique well. So, thanks very much, there, Paul. And no, let's thank see. you. Let, let's. Uh, oh, before we move on, um, so again, this is Paul Griffiths. Griffiths that we're listening Griffiths. to right now. Good Welsh um, name. Yeah, wonderful name. But and I live in pa England. Paul and I have been friends on on Google Plus for a long time, so now I now I know what he sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Valerie. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say another yeah. thing. I, I was uh, Valerie does her uh, walkabouts in Paris. I've missed her every time because I, I go to Paris quite a bit for business. I miss Martin when he came to London because I had to go to business. I had to go up to Manchester, so I haven't had a chance of meeting you either, Martin. So this opportunity on the on the hangout is fantastic. I, got, I suppose I've got to meet Darlene next and all the other guys, so we have to work something out. Well, hey, Paul, I'm going to be in Vegas happens. in January, and I'm doing a photo walk, so, you know, if you uh, Vegas, to talk over. A bit far from London, but I'll... Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I look like mine's gone again. Oh, is it back? Oh. Mine's gone again, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably good, run eh? a street photography workshop in London probably the next year or so, so... Oh, good to meet some of you guys. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> I have to catch up with you, Valerie. I do uh, quite a few photo walks in London with uh, with a group of photographers. We've done two oh, or three fun. this year. Cool. Catch up with you. When are you heading to London for that? Uh, I don't know yet. It won't be it won't be 2014, but 2015 most likely. I'll run um, probably just a weekend workshop. Excellent, excellent. Yep. I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> cool stuff. Okay, so I dropped out again there, which was great. I'm really enjoying my technical. We just don't want to party, boy. Yeah, I, I, it wouldn't be any fun if it was easy all the time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's, pro this, it's probably this, a good job that I started it today, Martin. Well, I, I actually, I'm, I'm very um, relieved that you have done this for us, Darlene. You've saved the day. Do you think that Google would have something to do with you dropping out, Martin? Oh, it could be. Maybe we're just all sitting there saying. <laughs> yeah. We're making it hard. <laughs> okay, so let's see. I think this is Mike's image. It is. It is. Yeah, can you? So, Mike Whitten, can you talk to us a little bit about this? 
Yeah, um, and you know, you said you cheated by dropping in two. I don't have a count there, but what did I drop in? Eight or nine, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but anyway, the inspiration, you know, when I asked Martin about joining up, um, the inspiration from the podcast was for me was starting to sell my work. Mm. Um, that's something I'd wanted to do for a long time. The stuff, everything you see there, I just shot for my own pleasure. Um, I've been doing that for quite a while. Um, you know, we, um, my wife's a veterinarian. We shoot some pet portraits through her business. So people come in, they like that. But this is the stuff that I shot that I liked, right? It just created just for me. And, um, you know, the, when I found Martin's podcast, I, I picked up a new job, had a longer commute to work and started listening. And I went back to the beginning. I listen, I've listened to every single one of them um, from the get-go, which was kind of a fun adventure. Right? Hats, hats off to you, Mike. I couldn't yeah, do yeah, well, some of them maybe got the fast-forward button once every now and then, but I have to oh, say okay. very, very, very few, very few. Um, I hope know, not but, the one I was on. Oh, no. You know, and by the way, Valerie, I, I mean, I see, you know, it's, it's kind of like hanging out with celebrities, right? I listen to Twip, and I hear you all on there, and it's like, holy smokes, man. If there was anything nerve-wracking about tonight, it's like, Jesus, you know, movie stars are here, for God's sake. So, <laughs> we're, we're all just regular folks doing That's what right. we do. It's, yeah, it's... yeah. But, uh, but, you know, Martin... There was a there was a series you did on your first gallery showing in showing in Tokyo, mm. and you know that pushed me over to the edge to I'm just gonna try this and you know for I mean there were a couple of reasons I've got a day job I like it you know I, I enjoy I enjoy the work I do every day yeah there was a little bit of fulfillment though you know your friends will tell you your photos are good right mm. um, but for me at least there was always the you know if a stranger walks up and lays down cold, hard cash that they had to work for, they like something about that photograph, right? They had to like yeah. something about it, and I just wanted to do that. And so, you know, this was just an art walk at a, rest, at a, at a restaurant in a town near where I live, uh, mm -hmm. but it was the first night, and I went into that month hoping I would sell one. You know, I would, if I had sold one image, I would have been thrilled. You know, I was terrified I wouldn't sell any, and uh, did better than that. Right, and so that encouraged me to keep going. I've got in a couple of local galleries. I just got accepted in one out in Alpine, Texas, and so, you know, it's just, it's just fun, and it feels, you know, Martin. I've heard you talk about when you make a print, the craftsmanship. You like producing something that, at the end of the day, you can hold in your hands, mm. uh, and you know, I get the same feeling. Uh, it, 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 it's like it complete. Oh, and by the way. Your um, breathing color rolling the gloss on technique is used on it. All those are all canvases mounted on gator board, yeah. and every single one is your. You know, I totally aped your uh, how to coat a canvas print, right? So you know, there's another. There's another. I'm sure there are more tidbits if I think about it. But mm -hmm. you know, that was. Um, I mean, that was the thing. Uh, many good things I've gotten from the podcast, but that was the real difference it's made. That, and it continues to make in my life. I think this was a couple of years ago that this showing was. So, uh, so that's, that's brilliant. it. You know? Yeah, that's brilliant. Thanks very much, Mike. I, you yeah. know, I, I, uh, firstly, you sold. Um, I, I sold zero prints at my exhibition, so you did better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Uh, I mean, and uh, hopefully I can I can excuse myself from that because the Japanese don't hang prints so much, but also uh. because I mean I did sell a few afterwards. People contacted me afterwards, but I I really am again humbled that I was able to give you a bit of inspiration to start you you know to actually start you on this path of uh, of exhibitions. But it's great to hear that you are um, you know that you're now doing that you're working with other galleries and you've got the uh, the the you know you, it started you doing something that you maybe wouldn't have done and that's again yeah. like I say hu very humbling for me um, but but I uh, I also I'm totally with you on the uh, you know if you do a job that you enjoy there's no reason on this earth why anyone should try to take it any further than that I mean I I enjoyed my older job my old job um, I've I quit for a number of reasons, and one of them was that it just you know photography full time seemed a lot more enticing to me. There was and I and I knew that if I didn't do it now, there was gonna I would get to like 60 years old. I mean my my dad died at 63. You know, if I if I wait until I'm about to um about to pop my clogs to do all of this, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have I wouldn't get anywhere. You know, I, and I, I just knew that I had to do this before. I mean, ho hopefully, I'm not going to die at 63, but but I, uh, but but I, you know, you never know. I mean, I was almost, I was almost up there at the pearly gates three year, two years ago. You know, so right. I, I, I just for me, I want to do this because it, it felt right. But it, there is definitely no shame and and no reason why anyone that's enjoying their work to to think that they have to do this to validate their, you know, themselves as a photographer. Yeah. And David Dusherman, um, I, he, uh, he's just, they've just updated the Craft and Vision website and he's put a manifesto on there. And he, go to, go to Craft and Vision when, when you have a moment and just click on the manifesto button. There's a video there of David talking about this very subject. And you know, it's it's something that I think a lot of people don't don't think you, they try to um, make money because they you know they they want to validate themselves and and they try to become a pro because they want to validate themselves. What you've just said, Mike, you know, just the fulfilment of someone saying, okay, I like this photograph enough to pay cash for it. I I'll, it's it really does make us feel great, but you don't have to do it full time. To make yeah. that, to validate that, and so that's a great point that you mentioned there. And uh, again, thanks for for uh, talking about that. I I love the photo. I mean, it, I I'm going to just quickly go back because I want to say a couple of words about the the photograph before we move on. Um, let me just switch back into this. I I love the way you've grouped the images here. You've mm. got the uh, the photos on the left with the with the purple flower and all, you know, and then you've got the the landscape with the flowers in there. You've got the blue on the back, the beautiful moon coming through that M on the bridge, and then on on the right side again, you've got the th you're carrying on a theme with the water, and I just love the way you've grouped these, and uh, it's it really is nice to see stuff like this on the wall, and uh, it it's so humbling once again to to realise that I had a little bit to do with that. So thanks very much for coming on. You're welcome. Okay, so I'm going to select another image and move on. I think this is the last image that I... Let me see. Are we missing? I might have missed an image to bring in, but I'm going to share this one and we'll talk about this first. 
Um, this is another image that I remember coming in on in the Google Plus um, community. And so this is from Michael. Let's uh, tell us about this shot. Oh, I, you know what? I think I might have the old version here. I've got the... No, the old uh, version. Oh, this is the new version because it's got the new, yeah. the new watermark. So the older version was the better one. So for those people, I, I emailed Martin a newer version of this image earlier because I've also picked up a new iMac. So I re-edited it and, and Martin sort of crapped me out for her editing it a little bit wrong. There's a few halos in there. So no, Martin, that's yeah. a new one. That's the no good one. Okay. <laughs> I will... <laughs> no, it's it's still great. I'll I'll while we, while you're talking, I will try to grab the other one. Um, sure. Okay. Um, so the, these are the uh, sort of sheer face cliffs uh, at West Bay, which is a, a lovely little sort of seaside town in uh, in the UK down on the south coast. And um, we, my wife and I, went down to the, to the to this part of the country for a few days just for to get away. And uh, like you were saying, Neil, and you were saying Martin as well, a bit of a sucker that when, when we go out to these places, it's never just a getaway for the, for the family, it's a photography opportunity as well. So uh, mm. every every morning I'd get up at sort of 5 o'clock to go down before sunrise. So inevitably I, I get home from holidays more exhausted than when I went. <laughs> but on this occasion I was, I was down there uh, for a few hours and the sun had risen and you know, it was long in the sky by this point in time. Um, so I usually shoot landscapes with a wide angle that I actually borrowed from Neil Graham. Um, but on this occasion, because the sun had risen, I wanted to do a long exposure. Uh, the only ND filter I had was an ND32 for my 50mm, so I popped it on and tried a landscape with a 50mm, and this was the result, which, uh, which I was relatively pleased with. So yeah, that's, that's how this came to be. Excellent. I, uh, I'm gonna, I've actually just gone over to Google+, and I'm going to show your... Um, your older version of this in a moment, as soon as I can switch my screens. Um, but I wanted to say again, you know, that this is one of those photos that I really enjoyed. I remember when it when you posted it, I was um, I was really pleased to see this come up. I just I just love black and whites. I mean, it's like we were saying with with Andre's image earlier. Um, I think has my image has my screen changed? Yeah. Yep. So. So this is your original, and I, I mean, I prefer this. You've got a um, a wonderful dark sort of looming background there. Yeah, you know, the the uh, the clouds are much heavier. The sea's mm. darker, and I I just I don't know. I mean, there's something really. I think what what makes this photo for me is is obviously you've got these the beautiful cliffs over there, and then the sky and the sea. But these little rocks in the bottom left-hand corner are the icing on the cake here. These are what take this this shot in, into the, um, the knock your socks off sort of realm. It's uh, <laughs> or blow your socks off. I I really I really just like the whole thing, but it's it's a lovely shot, and I uh, I'm I'm really pleased that you that you raised this and you know you brought this image up today. Thanks. Um, Thanks. So. Let me see. Have I have? I don't think I've missed anyone. Um, no, I'm looking along the bottom. So, I would like to. We are actually we're we're over uh, 50 minutes. Uh, so, apart from the fact that I've jumped out and missed, I've really I've got to come back and listen to this. <laughs> oh, yes. but, but we're we're just over 50 minutes. I Martin, am going there is somebody that has said in the um, event. I've been sort of tracking questions over there that oh, they excellent. had sent you an image and would love to pop in if they want okay. wanted to share theirs. And I don't know how Let's I do apologize. That. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, Tease Arthur. Oh, it's it's uh, Taisha. Let's Tisha. so yeah, Tisha. yeah so, you want me to so invite her? Please do. Yes. Okay. So I'm if you want to grab her image, 
If you want to grab her image, I'll send her I will an invite. Do. Okay, yeah, I have this no is idea great. how to pronounce her image. Pa Pasha. Um, okay. Here we go. Pronounce her name. There you go. Oh, yes. Nice hat. <laughs> so while, while we... While we uh, ah, here we go. Good morning. You're over in New Zealand still, yeah? Yes. <laughs> lovely. It's lovely to see you. Thanks for dropping by. Oh, it's great. I couldn't make it any earlier. I had some issues with my connection. <laughs> I know you had <laughs> Yeah, no problem. No problem. So um I'm gonna try while I go and try and find your link to a link to your photograph, um can you tell us a little bit about what the photograph is and I'll show it as soon as I can find it. Yes, um, I, I've been with you for uh, uh, quite a while, Martin, and followed you, and I've been part of the forums back then too, especially when you had some competitions going, and yep. this particular one was called an abstract, and this was my submission to um, the, the abstract um, competition. And um, and everyone voted it um, to be first place, which I was so chuffed about. <laughs> um, but it was inspired because um, I'd been following your podcasts and I'd been um, working on how to use manual mode on the camera and all that, which you had suggested. Learned a lot by it, and uh, I thought I would give this uh, competition a go. And um, I was out one early morning down at our seaside where there's a big pier and spotted these um, big concrete um, uprights under the bridge and by the pier and um, decided I, that would be my photograph for you. But I, Excellent. Okay. So in the meantime, do you say, have a, a, a question that we could answer? There is one more, yeah. Um, Mary asked, when thinking about transitioning from a day job to working full time as a photographer, what is the best piece of advice you would give someone who's contemplated on doing the same thing? Now I don't know most of you, so I don't even know who's full time. So maybe Martin, you know who to direct that to. Um I I've got a, a a really good bit of advice about this, and it's don't do it. Um, <laughs> so, and then, joking aside, that now that my main advice with regards to to transitioning to pro is to literally transition. Don't try and jump. Um, try to build a, a very strong foundation before you make you take the plunge. Uh, as as you know, I I spent um, some five years doing the podcast, and I, I was running the tours. Um, I had the 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 Hokkaido tours. I think we were in uh, the fourth one before I even finished. Uh, you know, the, before I quit my day job. And it's important to build revenue streams. One of the biggest things. I mean, we we've talked earlier about the people buying your work. If you sell a few prints, then you should do exactly what Mike said and and feel good about it. It's validating. But you can't feed unless you've got something. You know, the, if you go to say um, art fairs in the U.S., I'm envious of people in the U.S. You know, <coughs> there's these big art fairs where people can actually print stuff up and go in and charge good, you know, decent amounts and sell prints. I know people that make their living just moving around the country to various art fairs selling prints. Um, but that's a minority. So selling a few prints or selling a little bit of stock photography does not 
it'll give you the confidence, but it won't give you the revenue to actually feed yourself from photography. So what you need to do is to really spend time building up. You need lots of different ways to make money. Um, you 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 know obviously if you can f get into assignment photography where you're actually going out and and doing photography and getting paid for it, that's great. I mean, but you want to make sure that you that you're doing that and use up all of your your annual leave from your from your job doing photography work. That's what I was doing. I was I was taking a few days here, a few days there, and going off and actually doing photography and getting paid for it. Make sure that you've got a really really good idea that people are going to continue to want your services um, and and do as much as you can to the point where you don't have any days left. You don't have any holidays from your day job left. Um, I don't know, Michael. Are you okay to talk about the the, what, the transition that you're doing at the moment? Because I think that that is a great way as well. Sure, sure. I mean, um, well, first of all, I'll, I'll just mention that episode 363 was was your chat with David Dushman about transitioning to full time. I remember on Google Plus you mentioned about going pro yourself in 2010. Uh, mm. I actually didn't know it was, it was as recently as that for yourself. Mm. Um, so obviously we, we got speaking about it and then the episode came out so I was quite sort of surprised to hear that but yeah I mean with myself as well I'm, I'm someone who is making money from photography on a regular basis but it, it's, it's nowhere near uh, the level of money that I need to be earning to, to support my lifestyle and my family uh, you know and keep the roof over our head as such um, but, but yeah I mean I, I run a group as well about sort of transitioning full time it's a group that Mary's in as well so if she's watching hello uh, I'd like to say absolutely right uh, don't it's pretty a good thing to do is to keep the day job for a long, long time. Make sure that you know the, the platform that you're about to jump onto, being a full-time photographer, is, is very firm under your feet before you you make that leap. Um, mm. And also, don't be fooled into thinking that because you're a full-time photographer, you're going to be shooting more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That many times. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's, I mean, I know for my, myself, for example, like I said, I'm not full-time, but I certainly do spend far less time shooting even on part-time, which makes no sense, but I spend a lot of time doing contracts, filling out tax forms, uh, talking to clients, uh, mm. emailing the clients. Uh, I, mean, I, have a, I have a means to work out what I take home on an hourly basis, and, and, and shooting really works out to be a very, very small proportion of what I actually do to earn the money that I get. So, mm. Mm. Yeah, so I, I really think that it's, it's all good, good advice. Make sure that mm. you've got a firm ground under your feet before you, before you uh, take the plunge. If I can add something, Martin, too, um, uh, turning pro can take the fun away, too. So, <laughs> <You> um, <laughs> so make sure once you turn pro, and, and that's valid for any, any hobby that you turn into a business, is to keep working on personal projects because it becomes a nine-to-five job just like anything else except it's a lot harder because you end up working 60 hours for yourself because you don't want to work 40 hours for somebody else and um, so you work so much harder you shoot less that is so true so keep working on personal projects at all times um, so that you keep that passion alive mm -hmm. because it's happened to me almost I mean I wasn't even taking the camera um, uh, with me on weekends anymore because it was like uh, I shoot for clients all week I don't want to do this on weekends and it, mm. the, it took the fun out of it and it's not until I started giving myself assignment that the passion came back so mm. 
If I could add something that. as well, Martin, because I've been in this business like 25-some yeah, years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've seen a number of photographers come and go over the years, some that were my mentors as I sort of came out of college because I went to school for photography, um, you know, two-year program and, and worked for somebody. Uh, so it was always my intention to be a photographer. But the um, biggest piece of advice that I would give is to learn business. I mean, Michael touched mm -hmm. on it in terms of, like, it's, the numbers are something like 80-20. You'll spend 80% of your time doing business and 20% doing photography. And where we spend most of our time learning is is perfecting our craft, which we love to do. But it's the 80% that's actually going to put you know the Ooh. food on the table, right? That feed your kids and stuff. So spend mm. the time and the effort and learn business. Like if you don't know how to price yourself, market. If, if you're not comfortable doing sales get comfortable, right? So that yeah. would be my biggest piece of advice. Mm. Now that's uh, something I've, I've been doing a lot the last couple of years as well, is, is that, you know, when I first got into photography, finding the podcast that you do, Martin, and, 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 you know, honing your craft is one thing, but then exactly like you said there, darling, marketing, sales, and everything else that goes on, everything else that forms business, it, it's, yeah. it's huge. You know, you stop looking at the, the videos and the instructional logs for, for, for photography, and then you have to start focusing on marketing and and sales is, is crazy. There's so much involved. Well, I mean, I could probably count over 20 years, uh, at least a half a dozen photographers who were, you know, my idols and some that were amazing, amazing photographers with amazing work ended up closing their businesses because they either burned out, um, you know, they're working 80 hours a week plus. The average photographer, I think there was a survey, works something like 82 hours a week. So hmm. know what you're getting into. Do it smart. Um, I've also seen really average to mediocre photographers that, you know, get by in terms of how good their work is. Uh, a lot of amateurs have better work than they do, and yet they do very well in business because they are good at sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. I, I remember when when Andre and I had that conversation in Tokyo, I was one of the things that I was talking about there was was exactly the the, the point that you've just made there. It a lot of people uh, start start out by trying to get, work around talking about money. People are very, very bad at talking about money. And asking for money for a service or a product is really, really difficult. Um, but as I was talking about earlier, you know, the transition period, just because it's not, here's what, here's what I hear all the time. I'm not going to charge for it because it's good practice or I'm going to do this for free because it's experience. It's not. It's because you're too scared to ask for money. <laughs> and that is something that so many people do. And and that that will not help you. Use the time when you've still got a day job to to get experience not only of how to do the the photography, but how to talk about money. Because if you jump in and all of a sudden you've got to talk about money to feed your family, it's hard. You know, so you use that transition time to learn how to talk about money and to how to ask about money. Negotiations. I mean, one of the reasons why I am I'm, I'm moving away from trying to get assignment work, regular assignment work, is because I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's not, I mean, I'm fine with asking about money. I, I, can, I can talk to people about the cost for a, a tour, for the cost for a print, and I will st I'm still doing the occasional assignment, but what I've started to get frustrated with is that I seem to spend, especially here in Tokyo, I seem to spend so much time trying to educate the photo buyer or the service buyer 
how much a service should be. And people, people, the, the mentality now in the in the photography buying population is that you know, and and to a degree they're right. It's been it's been commoditized, uh, but to a what the, what happens is is they'll say, yeah, well you've already got the cameras, you're already doing this, you know, you know you don't need this X amount of money for this, and they try to tell to tell everyone else why they should not have to pay, and I just don't want the conversations. You know, I mean, having a conversation with someone about why I have to ask them for a thousand dollars a day, a thousand two hundred dollars a day, or or why I need five hundred dollars for this or or two thousand for that, it becomes very tedious. And I, I, look, sorry. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I do. You know what, Mark? I had this very conversation probably about two hours ago. Uh, hmm. I, I was at a, a previous another birthday party, uh, and I take photographs, sports photographs as well for my son's youth team that I manage and run and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and when we go to tournaments and stuff, there are professional photographers there. And invariably, all I do is take pictures of my own team, and that's it. And I, and I distribute them to our parents as a favour, as a thing, as a as a memento for their life. But she turned around to me tonight and said, "Why is the professional photographer charging ten pounds per print?" Why is he doing this? He's, he's bought his camera. Surely he's using the same camera on several different jobs throughout the year, so he must be paying for himself. And I just think to myself, right, he's got a van. He's got a staff. He's got somebody printing those pictures up. He's got two photographers running around at different pitches. This costs money. Uh, and, but she'd already made her mind up. There's no way I could convince her to say, well, so if I give you five of my pictures, do you want to pay me £500 for those five pictures at £100 apiece? There's just no entertainment there. But it is quite amazing how people, you just said there, you need to educate these people. And mm. in the last six months, I've just started, because uh, I, I never really entered photography as a business. I entered photography because I like photography. And people are coming my way now saying, oh, Neil, do you fancy doing this? And Neil, do you fancy doing that? And just recently, it started to encroach on my family life. And I thought to myself, mm -hmm. well, this, 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 these people are asking me to come and spend my time to do something for them. I think it's about time I actually should do something for my family. Uh, and actually, there you go, there, there's a price. Uh, if you want to actually pay me the money, I will come and do that. Then my family will benefit in a monetary value or for, for my time away. But now I've actually started now, in the last six months, giving people prices. Uh, and if they, don't, if they don't enjoy it, don't like it, or are upset about it, I don't do it. I actually don't do the freebies, unless they're friends, unless they're founders, or somebody that I know. Within my, sort, within my inner circle, I will do that. Without the inner circle, I am now starting to charge. And that's only happened for me in the last six months because there are just so many people asking me to do stuff. I'm just starting to spend so much time away from my family. Mm. Uh, and the education just doesn't happen. Oh. Yeah. I just jump into this one because it's a very good example. When, when you have a portfolio or you have sort of credibility uh, that you can start turning away jobs, that's that's great because then yeah. I, I'm fully in agreement with Martin. You shouldn't be doing something that you're not comfortable with and it doesn't have um, a value attached to it. But to build that portfolio or that credibility, this will not, uh, uh, from what I see, this will not happen unless you do a little bit of, of, of free work, right? You cannot ask someone to start paying you if you have no experience or if you, if you don't have a work to show that you can actually go and do it. So this this prayer of building credibility or building your, your portfolio. Um, I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, you can you should start charging. So, so how, how Martin, yeah, you, the, the the thing the thing is, Andre, is that you you can you can build a certain amount without um, 
without charging. And I think that as well, per personal projects, find out what you want to do. And I mean, I know that you're doing this in that do personal projects and shoot the images to prove that you can shoot it. And you can perhaps do things where you where you barter. You know, you, it doesn't necessarily. When I when I talk about asking for for money, it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be have to be money. It, you can be compensated in many different ways. Um, it's it's don't do it for free. You know, if you if you're going to do it for for where you don't ask for money, ensure that you get something of value back. You know, if you do it for free, you're never going to get paid, and and I guarantee you that. But but if you if you ask for something access to somewhere and and the ability to use those photographs in a future portfolio get them to sign a sign something saying that they're fine with you using photographs of their building or their their you know the people get model releases but don't do anything for free it's the free that work that is bad and and free the opposite of free doesn't have to be money it needs to be some form of compensation and it, and that's it needs the main to be something thing of value doesn't it uh, so yeah. if you give something in value in return the products you're giving itself has value so if, you, if yeah. you're giving for free, then then it's valued as something. Very this is a discussion I have very regularly in, in the community that I run, and, and the idea that you should never really do anything for free, and that's also the sort of double-edged sword that is the day job, in that uh, the day job allows you the the time and the flexibility to to turn work away because you're not in need of the money, but it is nice if you can get it. But on the other yeah. hand, it does cause complacency, so you have to really want it, really work hard to get it. But on the mm. other hand, you can also be picky as well. Uh, mm. I myself am moving away from the wedding industry for the exact same reason yourself, Martin. I'm having to, to convince and educate too many clients on, on the value mm. of it, and it's yeah. just not worth my time anymore. I mean, I still enjoy weddings, and I still take on the, the best weddings. I'm going to line shot a wedding on Friday for a wonderful couple who paid the going rate, and we'll continue to do those. But but um, but, but for the people who come in with a, a query and ask you for, you know, can you shoot it for this amount when it's half of what's on your website and it's clearly displayed, the answer mm. is no. And, and I won't even entertain a conversation to, to start, well, I'll do it for this, or I can take this out of the price, or no, okay, you don't have to have that album or that print. The minute that they come in at half price, or the minute they try and get you down, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not going to put the time to try and sell them up. It, it might seem extremely ignorant, but like Neil said, I've got, I've got two children, I've got a wife, and I've got time you know, to do other things as well, so... Well, my, my fear is sorry, sorry, Martin. There, my, my fear is, I, yeah, I had I had a, another shot from a, a, an aviation air show that this stunt pilot wanted to use on his website, and I said, oh, fair enough. I don't don't particularly want any cash for it because I was there as a paying as a paying customer anyway. I wasn't there in any sort of capacity. Uh, but if you're going to use my photograph on your website, how about I don't know a couple of free tickets next year? He must get given them as a as a participant. In the air show, so that they must be thrown about, uh, and it went quiet for a couple of weeks, and then he's 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 media because he was having his website revamped. So you've got the the air show making money, you've got him making money from his air show. Yet he wanted my 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 pictures pretty much practically free for him to make money for his own website, uh, and then he come back to me and said, uh, uh, "I'm very sorry, I found I found other pictures uh, to actually publish." <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I just thought to myself, well, if you can't give me two free tickets for your, your, your flying, what, uh, say, say, for sake, a half a million pounds worth of aircraft, uh, mm. which is costing you 10 grand an hour to fly, you won't give me two tickets? Well, you're not having the pictures. Simple as mm. that. <laughs> I, I know it's, 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 a, it's a hard thing to say and sort of mm. do, but this just people are making money out of me. 
yet they don't mm. want to compensate me. What, why is that? And again, it comes back to your education of, of the client or whatever. But yeah, I'm sure these pictures are, are free of charge because, again, on Flickr, where I get occasionally asked to, to oh, your picture's great, we're doing, a, we're doing an article on it, we'd like to use your picture, uh, they come back to me and say, yeah, but many people on Flickr are just glad to be asked. Oh, well, yeah, I am glad to be asked. <laughs> but how about uh, you're making so – people, people are making my, – my, my angst is I don't, I, I don't do photography to make money. Money seems to be the byproduct of photography, yet there are people making serious money out of it and not passing that little bit of money down the road which which helps ev all, all all the cogs in 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 the, the world and the life that we all live in, uh, and that's why sometimes I say no. Yeah. I think so, I think we should try that with other trades, like ask the plumber to come and oh, fix our pipe yeah. and say, yeah. "We'll put your name. We'll put your name on the pipe." Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when, when you're on the toilet, you'll be you'll be seen every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Every guest that comes to my house will see your name. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Isn't it amazing? You go into a shop, you buy something, you pay for it, you walk out. Yeah. Someone wants a photograph taken, oh, you do it for free. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Move on, walk away, walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay, as a so note, Martin, I, I've got Tasia's image yes, on my screen. If you I want see to that. Let's... So, Tasha, do you want to do you want to do you want to uh, talk, tell us a little bit? I know that you mentioned you know the the reason behind it earlier, but I do remember this image. It's a beautiful shot. Tell us a little bit more about it. Oh, I love it. It was a cold, frosty morning actually, but it's got a slightly warm look about it because it was uh, just after sunrise, and I I really liked the way the light was just hitting the the round edges of the of the the circles that cut in the concrete. Mm. Um, and it's looking through several of these concrete supports right down to the end. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's a fairly simple image, and I've, I've, I've uh, always continued to like it, but it was so exciting and such a boost to my photography life to have it voted on as, um, you know, being favoured. So it's great. It's beautiful. Yeah. I it is. It, it sure. is. I, I love the tones and everything in this. It's it's gritty, but it's beautiful at the same time, and it's just got those, yeah. The the light, the way that the light's catching those holes is just exquisite. I love it. Imagine, imagine that on a, a piece of aluminium or aluminium. Ooh. Sorry. Oh, yes, that, that'd be gorgeous. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's got a kind of a, a three-dimensional quality to it, yeah. isn't it? When you yeah. look into it, I I really loved it about this. I was so proud of it. Hmm. Yeah, it's so, so simple and it's so clean and it's uh, just composed yeah. so well. It's very nice. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, very, very nice. I yeah, must say, I can, can I have it for free? Can I have it for free? <laughs> 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 Wait there and let, let me free. Good darling. Can you bring it back up, darling? I'll do a screen grab. There's a small version of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, that's, that's a bit nice on my wall. <laughs> we have one other. We have one other comment, Martin. It's not really a question, but Peter, Pete, Pete Long wants to say, just wanted to stop by and say a big congrats, Martin. Looking forward to another 400. Would love to watch more, but I have to go shoot. Love you, brother. Okay, Pete, you're you're amazing. Thanks very much for stopping by. Um, so that that's Pete Leong. He lives down in Okinawa. I I went to see him um, last year when we did the Pixels to Pigment workshop down there. But we've been friends for a long time, and um, and it's it's really nice to hear from you, Pete. Thanks for stopping by. 
Okay, so uh, let's see. We've just we're an hour and fifteen minutes, and I know that some of you people over in the UK are ready for bed. Um, so I will probably start to think about wrapping this up. Does anybody have anything to add before we, before we finish? I have one thing to add, and that's to say a huge thank you, Martin, because uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not one for. Uh, uh, you probably heard me on one of Mar uh, Michael's podcasts, sort of telling somebody to shout about self congratulations. But I think, to be honest with you, uh, with all these people here, probably the the people watching as well. I, I on my behalf, I'd say thank you very much, Martin, and uh, yeah, long may it continue. It's been absolutely brilliant, and I'm hoping to get to one of your. Uh, if I ever get paid for my photography, I'll come on one of your trips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to, and you, Valerie. And I don't know if Darlene runs any trip. I, I do. Valerie you can does. come to Nicaragua with me. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be fantastic. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just check. Left my money in my other pocket. Sorry, uh, but yeah. When, 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 when I when I finally make some money, I will definitely come and join it. Because uh, yeah, all you, you guys are just and again, it's like seeing all these pictures. Something like just inspirational in terms of doing prints as well. Something, something that in, in the UK. Uh, if you go to a zoo or something, you do have rights issues, and a lot of parks in the UK you have rights issues, and you you can't just sell a picture for the sake. I can't just, I can't go and take a picture of a building without knowing whether you've got rights to sell that. So that, that's oh, I quite like that. That's quite nice of a hats I, appearing in perfect. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, I'll wrap up and let somebody else speak. But thank you very much. And I, I have a I have a bald eagle nest right next to my house, so you can yeah. come and shoot them uh, in the wild. What did I say to you? I think I said to you on Google Plus. I've only seen the nest. I think it was at uh, uh, Kennedy in Florida, uh, and the nest was the size of a small car. Yep. Ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we weren't getting out of the coach. One, because you can't, and secondly, there's alligators everywhere, so you don't want to get out of the coach and have a sand around. But uh, <laughs> the, the bald eagle family weren't at home at that time, but uh, is that, I know, fascinating, absolutely brilliant. Sorry, I'll let somebody else speak. Thank you very much, Martin. And thanks for the invitation, guys. I think. Sorry, Mike. No, no, yeah, uh, I fully agree that the amount of, of knowledge and experience we've got from the, I, I myself, I got from, yeah. from my, Martin's podcast, is just a wholesome experience. It's not just about technique, it's not about the gear, but it's 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 just a wholesome um, experience that we get from that about the business, about going pro, because you went through all of this um, so many years ago, and uh, you know the amount of knowledge we get from this and, and how my photography and video has changed because of that, it's just outstanding. So again, congrats and uh, thanks. Thanks very much, Martin. You're welcome. Thank you very much that, to to all of you. And I, I've put the little love hearts on my head here. <laughs> it does look just, to, just to show, just to show how how much I I really do appreciate. As I said at the beginning, none of this would be happening if it wasn't for people like yourselves that are a listening, but also partaking, getting involved in the community, and um, it it's all. It's very much two-sided. And if I'd have started this, I mean, eight years ago now, if I'd have started this and I was like crickets and nothing happened, then I would have got to episode three. Um, <laughs> but from the, from the word go, there's been people that have shouted up and let me know that you that you appreciate what I'm doing, and it's made it all worthwhile. You've enabled me to live the dream, and so, you know, and that's not just for. I mean, I'm again, it's not just about money. I I am doing that every week for for thousands of people that that don't pay a, a penny but that's fine oh, because wow. my my message is I love the hat Andre my message 
<laughs> my, my message has been really um, about, about photography. I wanted to share, um, and, and I think that for me, it's really, it's really enabled me to do so much. And I, it's great. I didn't realize. I didn't realize you could stack these. I'll screen grab you there. You know your you know your podcast and your hangout is is just about done when the Google effects come out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah, Mark, it's brilliant. Martin, if I can hop in, just one, oh I love the nose. That's excellent. <laughs> Hey, uh, you know, you know, one thing to keep doing, man, because something I think that brings us all around and certainly motivated me to be here is we hear a lot of podcasts, right? But yeah. yours, so maybe not so often. It's from the heart, right? I mean, the real mm -hmm. Martin Bailey comes shining through. It's not just, um, it's not just another technology podcast or yeah. another look what I did podcast, right? It's clear that there's a living, breathing human being with a heart behind it. And uh, I mean, for me, you know, you, you hats off to listen to the 400. How could I not? Right? It was a story of your life told over a very short amount of time, and it was personal and it meant a lot. So keep it up, man. Keep it up. It's uh, excellent. Thanks, Mike. I yeah, I really appreciate that, and I will be keeping it up. There's there's not a there's not a lot of things that could happen that would stop me, but one of them would probably involve death. So I'm <laughs> I'm hoping to avoid that. Um, <laughs> so really, uh, thanks so much again. It's been great, and thanks for all of the kind words. And thanks again to Darlene for recording this. It's been obviously Mavericks does not like these my mics for some reason. Um, but uh, really, it's been great. Ah, oh, like there, here we go. Look at that. Paul's got a Google um, hacky macky thing. The headband. I love it. <laughs> It's the closest thing I could find that looked like Japanese, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Very Japanese. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, I just so, one more thing. Is that okay? Sure, sure. Well, just, just as someone who runs a podcast and having in the inside track, obviously helping out with your podcast as well. Mm. Uh, I see how much. Ju ju I'm just talking about the sheer amount of text uh, that goes into the scripts behind everything you do. Um, and to know that you do that once, sometimes twice a week or more, uh, I can only imagine that the hours that you spent on this podcast have run into the thousands and thousands of thousands. So, you know, mm. the, the return, like you say, that 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 most people, a lot of people, don't pay a penny for anything you do. Um, yeah, I can see that, that it, it's yeah, the investment you put in is invaluable to everyone. So thank you. Mm. Uh, thank you. So yeah, can I have yeah, I'll, in a little bit? Thank you. Sure. I'll, I'll just Martin, you've you've just in, inspired so many people and empowered so many people to be creative and to do something that they're passionate about and they love. And it's just totally awesome. We uh, like Michael said, we thoroughly appreciate all the time that you've given and to your time on uh, TWIP and to you, Valerie, and uh, to Dylan <coughs> as well. It's uh, you've given us uh, an invaluable amount of uh, of no of knowledge and uh, and and uh, just entertainment as well, and uh, really spoken from the heart, as I said, about the craft of photography. Uh, it's it's uh, worth so so much more than uh, any amount of money I think could give this to so many people around the world. Oh, thanks, Eric. It's it's really nice to hear. And uh, I'm I, actually I think you and Neil. Uh, oh, Mike. Oh, everyone's taking them off now. I think you and Neil were the only ones that didn't have a hat on at the moment. For the moment there. I had to do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here. But, if I if I do it, you end up with a black screen because I just lose everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so my yeah. hands are here. I'm not touching the screen at all. <laughs> yeah. Martin, I just wanted to say it's been a pleasure always being on TWIP with you, and, and it's my pleasure to do this for you today, and, 
And, uh, you know, I, I consider people that I, I've met in hangouts and people like yourself to be, to be real friends, even though we've never met in person. And um, I'm confident that we all will one day, you know. I have mm. plans to just show up in Paris and, and see Valerie and uh, yeah. maybe I'll join, <laughs> I'll join you in London on your photo hour or something, you know. I'll, I'll come and do Snow Monkeys with Martin. But I fully <laughs> intend to meet everybody that uh, I know virtually in, in real life. Yeah, it's great. I I and I, I feel exactly the same way. It's. I remember I was in San Francisco last year. I went and met um, Frederick and we and Doug Doug K came out. Um, I met Forrest uh, Tanaka. I know, I know that a lot of you all know Forrest from the community. Um, and Jack Andrews. You know, a lot of these names are people from that have been in the community for a long time. Um, and then there's people like like yourself, Darlene and. Valerie and uh, the the and and now Michael as well that you know putting actually putting content out there and making the world a better place so it's it's going to be great to meet you guys sometime sometime as well and everyone everyone really I mean I generally like when when Andre called and said well emailed and said I'm going to be in Tokyo I try to meet and not I can't always do it but if if people let me know they're in town I try to meet as many people as possible because I think it's just it's just great it, it's uh, yeah. the world is shrinking and we can do a lot to to uh, to you know to actually just get out there and it's look at this Darlene you, you must be getting bored look at that <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little pixelated at the moment yeah. <laughs> I, wonder, yeah. I wonder uh, if somebody wants to do it, because I'm not going to do it, I wonder how many miles we do stretch tonight in terms of uh, circumference of the world, from New Zealand to the UK to Japan, all the way across to America. Oh, Canada! Oh, yeah. Singapore. 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 Yeah. We just have a new day right now, it's bright outside, it's a perfect way to start your day. Yeah, <laughs> always a good way to end out there over here. So. And, and I'm ready for another glass of wine. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks again, everybody. It's been Thank a pleasure. You. And Thank you. Thank you. Really, thanks a lot. I'll, and uh, thanks for jumping in at the end there, Tasha, as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it, it's it's coming up to 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. So I'm going to go and crack a beer open. Oh well, thanks very much. It's been a late one there as well. It, yeah, thanks everybody. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.